1991, a woman named Pam Reynolds stood in an operating room under harsh fluorescent lights. A team of surgeons leaned over a metal table. They were too busy with their work to notice her. Reynolds peered over their shoulders. An unconscious woman lay on the table. She almost looked like a corpse. Her body had been drained of blood, leaving her skin tinged a sickly blue. Reynolds stared in wonder as the doctors drilled into the woman's brain. Meanwhile, the electrocardiogram machine beeped, beeped, and then flatlined. The woman was dead. Just then, Reynolds noticed a bright light in her peripheral vision. She could see some of her relatives, people who'd passed away years before in the glow. She moved towards her family, but they told her to go back to her body, the one lying on the operating table. Reynolds was watching her own surgery. She was supposed to be dead, but there she was, outside of her body, looking down at herself. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know, but in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. This is our first of four parts on life after death. Each episode will explore a different facet of the afterlife, from near-death experiences to hauntings to exorcisms. We'll try to solve the greatest mystery of all. What happens after we die? This episode will investigate out-of-body experiences, or OBEs, When an OBE occurs, a person feels like their spirit detaches from their physical body. Sometimes, they even travel to a dimension that might be the afterlife. Next time, we'll look at evidence for ghosts and examine the different tools people have used to try to prove that the spirits of the dead linger in our world. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Most scientists agree that conscious thought is produced by the brain. They assert that it's a purely physiological process, meaning that if a person's brain dies, their thoughts end. For all intents and purposes, their consciousness no longer exists. But some people think the brain and the conscious mind can exist independently. They believe in a soul, a spiritual essence that lives on after the brain and body pass away. According to a 2014 poll, 80% of Americans think that an afterlife exists. Surprisingly, this conviction doesn't correlate with religiosity. Many agnostics and atheists also say there's a life after death. But if there is an afterlife, it's a mystery. No one knows where people's spirits go after death. Some say they end up in heaven or hell. Others believe they travel to another dimension. Perhaps they're reincarnated, or maybe they linger on Earth as ghosts. It's impossible to say for sure. But there might be one way for the living to glimpse what's on the other side. Out-of-body experiences. In an out-of-body experience, or OBE, a person has the sensation of leaving their physical body and seeing the world from a bird's-eye view. And these experiences aren't new. They date back to ancient shamanism, which emerged in Siberia around 6000 BCE. A shaman was a religious practitioner who could induce trance states and travel to spiritual worlds. It's possible that shamanic journeys were the first recorded out-of-body experiences. When the shaman entered a trance, their spiritual essence detached from their physical body and went to what they called a middle world. This place looked identical to reality, except that the shaman floated. As soon as they reached the middle world, they'd look for a guide. This being could take the form of an animal or a human. Once the shaman found their guide, the pair searched for a special portal. This portal led to either the upper world or the lower world. The upper world was similar to the sky. It contained misty clouds and pleasant sensations. The lower world was more like the earth. It could look like a jungle, desert, or arctic tundra. Some might interpret these worlds as different versions of heaven and hell. The upper might correspond to paradise, the lower to damnation. But it's unlikely that shamans viewed them this way. For them, these journeys were religious rituals. They were ways to unlock spiritual knowledge or healing, not necessarily to glimpse the afterlife. Even so, there's a definite connection between out-of-body experiences and shamanic rituals. In both scenarios, a person consciously disconnected from their physical form. For thousands of years, only seasoned spiritual practitioners performed the rite. 
Then, in the 19th century, it caught on among mystics. This included a Russian aristocrat named Helena Blavatsky. She was particularly interested in the religions of the Middle East, India, and Tibet. In many ways, she appropriated and oversimplified these belief systems, ultimately creating a practice she called astral projection. Astral projection is the ability to induce an out-of-body experience and travel to different dimensions. Essentially, people believe they could meditate so deeply that their souls left their physical bodies and ventured into a spiritual world. It was similar to the shamanic journey, but less rooted in a specific culture and religion. Blavatsky claimed that through astral projection, her spirit could voyage across the universe and visit different planets. A number of her students asserted that they could travel through time, making their way to past and future eras. Although some people latched on to the idea of soul projection, others, especially those in the medical field, thought it sounded ridiculous. But in the 20th century, a few doctors got involved. They conducted basic studies on out-of-body experiences and realized they might be connected to a real physical process, death. Perhaps people really were traveling to some kind of spiritual world during shamanic journeys and astral projection. After all, their out-of-body experiences were very similar to another phenomenon called a near-death experience, or NDE. NDEs occur when someone actually dies for a brief period of time. Their body shuts down, their pulse stops, and their brains are starved of oxygen. But then, they're resuscitated. They come back to life. During near-death experiences, the brain is technically dead. It shouldn't be possible for people to think at all, let alone to have a vivid visual experience of the world around them. But somehow, that's exactly what happens. One of the most detailed stories of an NDE comes from a man named George Ritchie. In 1943, when he was 20 years old, he was hospitalized with a respiratory infection. While lying in his hospital bed, Ritchie started coughing up blood. He blacked out, then woke up in a different room. He thought he'd been asleep for a few hours and assumed that the nurses had moved him while he was resting. He jumped out of bed, but when he looked back, he saw someone lying in the spot where he'd just been. Richie went into the hallway to find a nurse. He saw several people, but they all ignored him. It was like he wasn't there. Then one of the orderlies walked right through him. Suddenly, Richie was soaring through the air outside the hospital. He flew back down to earth and managed to land on the street. But just like in the emergency room, people didn't see him. He tried to lean against a telephone pole, and his body passed right through it. Frantic, Richie realized that something was terribly wrong. Somehow, he'd become detached from reality. He thought back to the person lying in his hospital bed, and he realized that was him. He had to get back to his body. He rushed to the hospital and found his room, but there was a problem. His body was covered in a white sheet. He was dead. All of a sudden, the room filled with light. For a moment, 
all Richie could see was bright white. Then the world came back into focus, and he found himself face to face with a being he believed to be Jesus Christ. The visitor told Richie that it wasn't his time to die yet. He needed to go back to his body. Richie woke up with a jolt. He was under a white sheet, just as he'd envisioned. A wide-eyed orderly was leaning over him with a syringe. The attendant explained that Richie had been pronounced dead. The orderly had given Richie's heart a shot of adrenaline, and that's what had revived him. But Richie had been dead for over nine minutes. His brain had been deprived of oxygen that entire time. Even with the adrenaline shot, the fact that he'd come back to life was a miracle. This experience stayed with Richie forever. He went on to become an influential psychiatrist with a specialty in near-death experiences. And thanks to Richie's story, other doctors heard about OBEs and NDEs. In the mid-20th century, neuroscientists started looking for answers, but not in the spirit realm, in the brain. They tried to debunk out-of-body experiences, calling them dreams or hallucinations. Nevertheless, those without medical training believed OBEs and NDEs were proof of the human soul. And that wasn't all. Some people saw these experiences not just as spiritually important, but as tactically valuable. Soon enough, some very big players got involved. Coming up, the United States military experiments with astral projection. Hello, I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. And we're the hosts of the new Spotify original from Parcast, Sinister Societies. You may know us from the very creepy and excellent podcast Red Handed, but now we've teamed up with Parcast for an unprecedented look at history's most nefarious groups. Some preach extreme religious practices, others warn of impending doom, and then there are those whose endgame is far more diabolical. Every Tuesday on Sinister Societies, we take a peek behind the curtain and discover the most ominous organizations the world may or may not have known. Learn how entrepreneurial sects made fortunes off their brand, how charismatic cult leaders caught the eye of celebrities, and why strange orders of the extraterrestrial or collegiate kind attract the most unlikely of followers. Some groups convene in the shadows. Others operate in plain sight. All are absolutely sinister. Follow Sinister Societies free and only on Spotify. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to the story. Out-of-body experiences, or OBEs, can be traced back to ancient shamanic rituals. In the 19th century, mystics adopted the practice, claiming they used astral projection to venture to spiritual dimensions. OBEs have also been connected to near-death experiences, or NDEs. 
These occur when a person dies, but is then resuscitated. Before being jolted back to life, people have reported leaving their bodies and coming face-to-face -face with religious figures or spirits. By the mid-20th century, stories of OBEs and NDEs were becoming more popular. So doctors started looking for answers. And in 1955, American-Canadian neurosurgeon Wilder Penfield published a groundbreaking study. He worked with epileptic patients using electrical probes to stimulate the parts of the brain that he believed caused seizures. As soon as he applied the shock, his patient said she felt like she was leaving her body. The findings weren't very specific, but nevertheless, this was the first study that linked OBEs to specific areas of the brain. Penfield's work drew several spiritual ideas into question, and other scientists followed suit. In 1968, British researcher Celia Green published a study based on 400 first-hand accounts of OBEs. She concluded that out-of-body experiences were simply hallucinations. Essentially, she chalked it all up to altered states of consciousness. Whatever brought them on, be it shamanic chanting, meditation, or the stimulation of certain brain structures, OBEs could be explained by physical processes. In her opinion, there was nothing spiritual about them. But others disagreed. This was around the time of the hippie counterculture movement, and people across the United States used illicit substances to explore their minds. They were primed and ready to believe that drugs or even meditation could open real spiritual doors. So in the early 1970s, OBEs got their moment in the pop cultural sun. In 1971, a radio executive named Robert Monroe published a book called Journeys Out of the Body. Monroe said he'd experienced OBEs for decades. According to him, they were prompted by experiments he conducted using background noise and focused concentration. Essentially, he meditated with the help of a noise machine. He said that at first, he felt vibrations and saw beams of warm, amber-colored light. Then he floated out of his body. Monroe's book was a bestseller, but he wasn't done yet. He wanted to teach the public how they could expand their minds, too. So, in 1978, he founded the Monroe Institute in Virginia. There, he introduced students to a process called hemi-sync. Hemisync involved detuning one side of a stereo. Listeners wore headphones, but one ear heard a different frequency than the other. The left and right hemispheres of their brains tried to synchronize the mismatched sound. This created an effect called a binaural beat. According to Monroe, these binaural beats combined with deep meditation could induce out-of-body experiences. Plenty of followers agreed with him. Soon, the Monroe Institute was so popular that it attracted the attention of an unlikely organization, the U.S. military. In 1983, the Army sent officers to the Monroe Institute to train in hypnosis and astral projection. Their stated goal was to use hemi-sync technology to help officers learn foreign languages. 
They hypothesized that if they listened to language recordings alongside binaural beats, they'd absorb new words subconsciously. But the training went far beyond that. Monroe and his teachers reportedly showed military members how to astral project. Once they reached another dimension, the officers reported having heightened senses, self-healing powers, and the ability to travel through time. The fact that this testimony came from trusted military officials seemed to lend credibility to the practice. If nothing else, it showed that the human mind was a lot more complicated than it seemed. It might have been easy to discount ancient rituals as mere speculation or more recent out-of-body experiences as dreams. But the phenomenon was getting increasingly hard to explain. And in 1991, 35-year-old Pam Reynolds had the most bizarre OBE yet. Somehow, she witnessed her own brain surgery. Reynolds had been diagnosed with an aneurysm, that is a weakened and enlarged artery, on her brainstem. It was dangerous because if the aneurysm burst, it could cause a stroke. She needed surgery to remove it. But the only way to perform the operation was to place Reynolds under a cardiac standstill. This meant lowering her body temperature and draining out all of the blood in her head. Essentially, doctors would bring Reynolds to the brink of death, remove the aneurysm, then shock her back to life. During the surgery, doctors taped Reynolds' eyelids shut, a standard procedure to keep a patient's eyes from drying out. She was also given a pair of headphones that made loud clicking noises. Surgeons used them to monitor reactions in her brainstem. When her brain stopped responding to the sounds, she was comatose enough for them to drain her blood. So not only was Reynolds' brain practically dead, but she shouldn't have been able to see or hear anything in the operating room. Yet, during her surgery, Reynolds heard a noise that she described as a natural D-note. Then she popped out of the top of her head. Reynolds saw the entire operating room. She watched a doctor drill into her brain. She heard another comment that her arteries were too small. She noticed the Eagles song, Hotel California, playing on the overhead speakers. As the surgeons lowered her body temperature, Reynolds saw her heart rate flatline on the EKG machine. Then, out of the corner of her eye, she noticed a light and a long, bright tunnel leading out of the room. She followed the light. At the end of the tunnel, she found her grandmother and uncle, both of whom had died many years before. They comforted her, but told her she needed to return to the hospital and to her body. But Reynolds didn't want to go. When she refused, her deceased family members led her back to the room. Her uncle pushed her spirit back into her body, and she immediately woke up. The surgery was complete. For a year, Reynolds thought her vision had been a dream. Then, she talked to her surgeon. He confirmed that everything she'd witnessed, from the drill to the eagle song, had really happened. Given her physical state, it should have been impossible for Reynolds to see or hear anything. 
Her out-of-body experience suggested that somehow her consciousness truly had left her body and moved around independently. She even glimpsed what appeared to be the entrance to the afterlife, a tunnel of white light. Reynolds' experience seems impossible, but there may be a scientific explanation for her vision. Perhaps people don't have out-of-body experiences because they're visiting the afterlife. Maybe they feel their spirits float freely because that's how human brains are wired. Coming up, cutting-edge research tries to explain OBEs. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now back to the story. For nearly a century, doctors and scientists have been fascinated by near-death and out-of-body experiences. People latch on to these stories because they seem to promise eternal life. In the early 21st century, one specific tale took the evangelical Christian community by storm. In 2004, a six-year-old boy named Alex Malarkey was injured in a car accident. It left him in a coma for nearly two months, during which time he reportedly had a near-death experience. When he woke up, he told his parents that his soul had gone to heaven. He'd followed a bright light down a tunnel, and then he'd seen angels and met Jesus Christ. Alex's story took off among American evangelicals. When he was 12, he and his father co-wrote a book about the experience, which sold over a million copies. But there was a problem. Alex's mother said the account was embellished. According to her, the family felt pressured to elaborate on Alex's story once it started getting media attention. She tried to set the record straight, but no one in the evangelical publishing industry listened. The book was making too much money, and they didn't want to give up future sales. When Alex was 16, he came clean. The story wasn't just embellished, it was totally made up. He criticized the people who tried to keep the truth quiet. They were exploiting people's desire for proof that heaven really existed. Alex's story is just one of many. It's hard to know how trustworthy reports of OBEs and NDEs are because ultimately too many people stand to profit from exaggerating or completely fabricating their supposed experiences. But even though some people make OBEs up, 
Others feel theirs are very real. Modern research has proven that people truly can feel like they're leaving their bodies, and the phenomenon is much more common than previously thought. About 15 to 20 percent of people say they've had at least one out-of-body experience. The same goes for near-death experiences. Among people who've suffered cardiac arrests at hospitals, about 10 percent reported an NDE. Some people take the frequency of OBEs and NDEs as proof of an afterlife. The fact that people tend to see the same images during these experiences seems to confirm this hypothesis. First, a person leaves their body and floats above it. They see the world but can't interact with it, and no one else can see or hear them. Then, they notice a light at the end of a tunnel. They might also encounter celestial beings. Sometimes they're made of light, and other times they're relatives who have already died. Descriptions of NDEs and OBEs are consistent across the world, meaning they don't seem to be influenced by a person's particular cultural or religious beliefs. But this doesn't necessarily mean there's a universal afterlife. The real reason OBEs follow such a clear pattern may have to do with how human brains work. In 2002, a Swiss neurosurgeon named Olaf Blanke followed up on the 1955 research that connected certain brain structures to the feeling of leaving one's body. He operated on an epileptic patient, and he used an electrical probe to stimulate a part of her brain called the TPJ. This caused an out-of-body experience. The patient said she felt like she was falling. Then she saw herself lying in bed from a bird's-eye view. Blanque turned off the electrode, and the patient returned to her body. But when Blanque turned the electrode on again, the OBE immediately resumed. The feeling of separating from one's physical form was clearly linked to that specific part of the brain. The TPJ is responsible for how a person imagines their body in space. In order to understand the world around them, people don't just take in data from their senses. Their brains have to interpret that information. For instance, due to how light is refracted onto the retina, our eyes actually view the world as upside down. During infancy, the brain learns to flip the image right side up. Similarly, the brain tells a person how to feel in the physical world. It may create the perception of being inside a body sitting on a couch in the living room. But as part of that process, it also constructs a bird's-eye view of the space. Messing with the brain can change the image from sitting on the couch to viewing the living room from above. Right now, you can picture a room in your house that you're not currently in. You can imagine a bird's-eye view of the space. You can see yourself from outside of your own body, just like when you look at yourself in a mirror. That's not a mystic vision. It's just your brain working to understand the world around you. And according to Blanque's research, out-of-body experiences occur when the TPJ can't accurately interpret information from the senses. Other brain structures are probably involved, too. 
In 2011, researchers found a connection between people who'd had OBEs and instability in the temporal lobe. Just like the TPJ, when there's an issue with the temporal lobe, it can create the illusion of floating outside one's physical form. This confirmed that the lobes responsible for spatial awareness and the body's image of itself have a lot to do with OBEs. But the explanation might not stop at the brain. OBEs could also be influenced by problems in the ear. In 2017, a French study linked OBEs to vestibular disorders. The vestibular system is located in the inner ear and is responsible for a person's sense of balance. Vestibular disorders can cause dizziness, vertigo, tinnitus, and the feeling of floating. According to the study, people with vestibular disorders were three times more likely to have had an out-of-body experience than people without. This suggests a connection between OBEs and inner ear troubles. Furthermore, people prone to OBEs seem to share certain mental traits. According to British psychologist Susan Blackmore, those who have experienced OBEs tend to be capable of deeply immersing themselves in music or films. There might be links to other neurological conditions as well. People with anxiety, migraines, or depression are more likely to have an OBE. Ultimately, research suggests that out-of-body experiences are the result of brain activity and certain psychological or neurological conditions might increase your likelihood of having an OBE. Different people's NDEs aren't necessarily similar because they all enter the afterlife through a tunnel of light. Rather, it may be that people's brains are all wired in the same way. Tunnel vision can be caused by stress or lack of oxygen. If the visual cortex is stimulated, it can induce images of spirals and lights. As for the spiritual figures, the temporal lobe, a structure that's believed to control memories, might be the reason people see loved ones from their past. And just like people realized in the 1970s, many of these same effects are also produced by hallucinogenic drugs. Certain chemicals can induce similar experiences, which many scientists take as proof that OBEs and NDEs are purely biological processes. But they can still feel very real. OBEs are definitely intense and potentially life-changing phenomena. And many people feel that it's still a matter of debate whether a person actually leaves their body and visits an interdimensional plane. Research has provided some solutions, but many questions remain unanswered. Scientists have yet to explain how people who experience OBEs can see and hear events that happen in different locations. It's also unclear how someone like Pam Reynolds, who had loud headphones on during her surgery, could still hear what was going on around her. Furthermore, neuroscientists can't account for how someone's brain can continue functioning when it's totally starved of oxygen. George Ritchie, the man who had a near-death experience in an emergency room, was dead for nine minutes. It still doesn't make sense how he made his way out of the hospital and down the street without a heartbeat. 
So, maybe the ancient shamans were onto something. Perhaps there is another realm beyond physical reality. And maybe that realm is the source of other paranormal phenomena. Because OBEs aren't the only evidence people have for life after death. There are also ghosts. Stories and folk practices featuring spirits have been around for as long as people have. Perhaps OBEs and ghosts are connected. Maybe the place people go during out-of-body experiences, the middle world or the astral plane, is the same place people go when they die. That would mean that when a person has an OBE, they become a sort of ghost. And while they might experience it as something gentle and loving while they float outside their bodies, others might interpret it as a haunting. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back next time with part two of Life After Death. We'll explore the history of paranormal investigations and try to figure out if ghosts actually exist and whether or not they pose a threat to the living. For more information on OBEs, amongst the many sources we used, we found The Out-of-Body Experience by Anthony Peake extremely helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take We Don't Know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Dick Schroeder, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Kirsten Liu, with writing assistance by Karis Allen and Angela Jorgensen. Fact-checking by Cara Mackerlein and research by Brian Petrus. Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. You aren't supposed to know about them, unless they want you to. Powerful groups with their own very specific agendas. And if you find yourself on the inside, good luck getting out. Hi, I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. Join us every Tuesday for our new Spotify original from Parcast, Sinister Societies. Whether it's doomsday predictions, deadly greed or world domination, each week we're exposing the beliefs and actions of the most ominous organisations the world may or may not have known. Follow Sinister Societies free and only on Spotify.